That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. The SLE Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Football 200. Your choice, do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. An option play. Ryan? <laughs> uh, football 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan? Take it on to 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. Fair catch. Two clues left, Ryan. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. And they are called offsetting penalties. Let's look at the uh, $1,000 clue, just for the fun of it. <laughs> Jimmy? As Minneapolis's U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. If you guys <laughs> ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> Who are the purple people eaters? We're going to take a break. I have to talk to them. Welcome to SD Podcast episode 268. Stephen, Dan, and Vin are all here tonight. And of course, first and foremost, as you guys heard in our entrance, our thoughts and prayers are to everybody in the Trebek family for the passing of the great Jeopardy host, Alex Trebek, uh, on, two, on Sunday, announced on Sunday, passing in his sleep on the 8th of November. Uh, he was battling cancer, so of course, from all of us at the SND Podcast Channel, our thoughts and prayers are with the whole Trubeck family. Yeah, yeah. Rest, in peace. rest in peace to Alex. Um, were you guys big Jeopardy uh, people? That was the Family. dinner show. Okay, yeah, no, same. A lot, it was a lot of people. It was the same. Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune was a, was a dinner thing growing up. You know, like... Now you have other things on, all these other channels, but most of the time, like, I don't know about you guys, but my grandparents had that TV in the kitchen. Right. right? That one mm -hmm. little TV that only had, like, eight channels on it. It sure. was sitting down for dinner at 6.30, we're watching the news, seeing what's going on. Bam, 7 o'clock. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yep. Towards the end of dinner. And we'd watch it, and, you know, never got anything right, but... No. Oh, when I did get one right, that was you were on top of the world if you got one right. Right. You you felt like 
And and when you're a kid, you're answering everything not as a question because you don't understand that you're supposed to answer it as a question. Right. Even, like, watching it now, if I were to get anything right, I'd be like, I am the smartest man alive. <laughs> well, right, if, yeah. Well, as you guys heard in the entrance, I saw the clip today of uh, they went through, it was these three guys and these three contestants, and one of the categories was football. And it was just every question he asked it, they had no idea. Yeah, nobody had anything. Nobody had anything. And he's like, I see you guys are huge football fans. Huge football fans. And like, he's just joking the whole time. And then the last one, they get to the last one, he goes, I guess we should just look at this clue before going to commercial. And the question was, um, Minnesota Vikings defensive line in the 70s. Yeah. Nickname. And he literally stops, looks at everybody, goes, if you guys get this right, I'm leaving. I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Those clips pop up from time to time where it's like they'll get a sports category and they have absolutely no idea. And I'm like, these are the easiest questions in history. (laughs) Purple people eaters is a thousand dollar question. Okay. Like, thanks. I would just answer those questions. The the first question was quarterback takes hike has – Decision to make whether to keep the ball or pass the ball to running back. What's this called? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I was just like, "What is the question? option?" Tom Landry coached this team. Who yeah. are the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> like, and I'm like listening to him. Like, I'm giving all the answers, and he's just like standing there, like at awe that he's staring at them. And he was a huge, huge hockey guy too. He's yeah, he, he announced the the Senators. First round pick this year. Yeah, the or first one, one that they, they had. had I think it one was that they announced. He's from Ottawa. Yeah. The craziest was he was 80 years old. That definitely didn't look like it. I, and he's looked the same for the last 10 years. Yeah, right. It's just <laughs> it, it, He looked the same my entire life, it feels like. It's just like you, know, you could see there was some early, which I had never seen from like the 80s. Where he had a like, mullet. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a mullet. But he like, was hosting so, the 1983 or 84 NHL Awards. Because I saw the NHL posted a tribute for him. It was like the 82 or 80, 83, 84 award ceremony. And he's got this mullet. And, I'm just, and he's talking French, of course, because he's in Canada. And he's got the mullet. And I'm just like, what the hell is, what is happening back there? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I told you what, um, I thought, again, you know, I feel like anytime somebody famous dies, the first person that needs to pop up on TV is Rich Eisen. Why? He he he. Because they found out no, about it, they didn't post no, anything. No, I can't think about that. Nope. I'm gonna. I'm not, and, nope. and a the Stewarts got one. Yes. The Stewarts got one. I'm not. I still kidding. cry about the Stewarts got one. Saddest moment. But in my watching TV life, he he gives these little speeches. Say. He gives like these little speeches. Like if you can find the clip of Rich Eisen from yesterday, it's probably on his personal uh, Instagram account or even the NFLs. One of the two is where I saw it. And he just like goes into this little thing about growing up and how this was the right. guy. This is why he wanted to be a host of TV on TV. He was the guy who influenced him. He wanted to host game shows. He wanted to give away money like he did. And he just went into this whole little thing. And like it always is like you feel it, the personality into it. Unlike right. other places where it's somebody else writes it for you. I the Stewarts, like I said, the Stewarts got one was the most emotional thing I've ever seen on television, and it's really crazy to say that, but it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we Rich were emotional about Stewarts got passing away. Rich is just great as it and everything. Right, but like Rich just doing those little tiny breaking news eulogies, it's just like 
There's Rich Eisen deserves to just be that guy now. Just put him on every channel and be like, "Hey, Rich, here's here's what happened. Can you tell the world?" <laughs> Rich should just be the the host of everything. Um, it would be. Uh, I mean, it would probably be. Uh, disingenuous to not talk a little bit about the election. I mean, okay, we don't have to talk about the election, but like, did you guys pay in like an attention? It got to the point where I stopped. Okay, and I was just like, just let me know when it's. Just let me know when someone went. Right. It it was. <laughs> it was just kind of the same for me. So it was pretty widespread that like Tuesday we're not going to know anything. So I was like, okay, I like watched the movie right. and I was like, right, whatever, and then. As the days went on, like I would just turn on CNN to see if they would get any, if they were giving any updates about when they would get updates, and it was just the the guy playing with the screen, John King playing with the screen the whole time, <laughs> and he's great, and it was very entertaining, but like he wasn't giving any new information. Nothing it ever just, changed. It was. It felt like I don't know what they're doing in Nevada, but they had the same amount of votes. For three days, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna be the first ones." To That's what it. it is, and I was like, "I didn't." Somebody said it, and they were like, "Nevada's, Nevada and Pennsylvania are taking the stance if they don't want to be the ones to call to, for like for it to be called." I was like, "I never thought about it that before, but that's definitely what they're doing." It was just, and it it felt surreal, like it would just absolutely never end. Right, and the funny thing is, is like people are like, "Oh, this is the longest it ever took. This is the longest it ever took." And all I started thinking was, and I never looked it up. Maybe oh, I had no, I had no idea that it took till December in two thousand. Right, I remember Gore and Bush went forever, like they never, yeah, because of Florida, because they had to right. recount I, every single Florida vote, which is going to happen I, in a couple of states again. So technically, you know. They announced but him it's as president elect. Like, because like it was such a nail biter in those. And, like it went to the Supreme Court and everything, right? Right. So like that's which is crazy. basically what they're thinking is going to happen now. Like he's well, making it, a game it, plan right it's, now. That the problem is, it's got to be multiple states. And, like Florida was the tipping point. At this point, he has to flip. He had to flip Wisconsin back. He have to flip Pennsylvania back. Flip Georgia back. Like and it, like it, Michigan it, and Wisconsin also it, were both right. I think, and, right. So he has to flip everything back. Yeah, it's it's with it's five not, different states. It's impossible. He it's may flip a couple, but that's going to be I about it. So. I don't think so. Who who, who knows? Honestly, it's I'm not weird. getting into it. I know. I like it's like teetering on the line. Um, I feel yeah. like it's going to be really funny. I also find it hilarious that. The first Monday after they finally announced the president-elect, somebody's like, oh, we have a vaccination for COVID. Like, oh, well, you knew that was coming. <laughs> um, Danny, I mean, you're home most of the time. Did you, I mean, how much attention did you pay to it? A lot. Okay. Okay. You, <laughs> so you were locked in. Yeah, I was pretty locked in because okay. I'm pretty big into presidential history, well, okay. American history. Okay. So I I enjoy it a lot. So it's just... I didn't expect my parents to get into it as much as they are. And I think my parents are finally getting old. <laughs> They're watching <laughs> wow. the CNN amount, the amount of CNN and MSNBC. Well, obviously you can tell where my family's allegiance lie for those okay. two channels alone. But, <laughs> but the amount of CNN and, and MSNBC that they were watching and just just the vitriol of everything in my household it was just like all right well 
it got to the point of like, all right, just just let, let us know when it's over, kind of thing. But it was just the constant, constant watch. So it was like, all right, it's something, I guess. I don't know. Like, if there was like more sports around and like other stuff like that, I'd probably be in like what you guys did. But for the most part, I would watch it. Like I watched the speech instead of the Notre Dame game for right. that half hour. So. It- and, like, it doesn't really count. Kind of the same thing as you, like, I watched CNN Thursday night instead of the second half of the Packer game. Because, like, oh, it was a blow. There was no reason for yeah. me to watch the game. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I watched, like, if there was a game on other than Saturday night, I, like, if there was breaking news or something like that, I would watch it. But, like, Thursday night, I'm like, all right, nothing's going on. I, I watch, basically watch the whole day. Right. So, I'm like, all right. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. And then, like, of course, like, uh, of course, we all had Twitter open all day long and right. our alerts, our news alerts and everything like that. So we were plugged in. Yeah. And then was my brother was sleeping when the announcement happened. It would be like <laughs> the equivalent of us watching the Super Bowl and like the game. Like ending. it was an overtime and like, you missed the whole overtime thing. Right. So. Uh, mom was... Go on. No, that it's funny. The... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because no, you're, my... you're finishing your statement. But yeah, <laughs> like my brother missed it. He was sleeping, so my mom was like, "You missed it? How did you miss it?" <laughs> because yeah. nobody knew when it was gonna happen. Oh, of right. course. <laughs> it was just, it was just funny. Like that would be like the equivalent of us like missing a Met game in extra innings, like a 20, 20 inning game. Like a twenty inning game and be like, oh yeah, well. I got one better for you, Danny. Try driving home from Binghamton during a twenty inning game. <laughs> Might have been the most perfect drive home of all time. Um, I have a quote more stressful, not knowing where we are and trying to figure like, out how to get home. And it was like we were like two hours. I guess we're probably two or th- we're probably like an hour away. I don't know. We were on a bridge, if I remember. And Familia blew the game. We're like, well, I guess we're gonna have something to listen to for the rest of the trip. Um, what was funny was to me, like obviously the, the Twitter reaction all week, like besides yeah. the, the political stuff, was like, oh, this John John King is amazing, and like <laughs> yeah. the guy on MSNBC, whatever his name is. Yeah. And I'm think I'm sitting there thinking like, is this what like. Do do non sports fans? My thought was like it was a sports <laughs> analogy. Like, would this be the 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 equivalent of everybody else who doesn't like sports watching the Super Bowl on CBS and pointing out how Romo point how Romo predicts everything? Like, right. is it is that the flipped version of that? Like, like yeah, is everybody the, who likes politics the, like he does was, this every year? And this I is... saw the Scott Hansen comparisons too. It was pretty funny. Even Scott Hansen got involved with it. It was pretty funny. Um. There was like seven straight hours of presidential talk, commercial free. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, I don't know. Like, it was cool. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be a. I can't. I don't want to get into it. I I can't get into it. It'll it's just... gonna be a long two months. But it shouldn't be. Right. It but, shouldn't be. No, no you're hundred percent right. But it's gonna be a long two months. But yeah. That we're gonna uh, ha- that we're gonna find that there's gonna be a lot of back and forth and. You know what? Until November twentieth comes, you know. And like, or sorry, January twentieth. January twentieth. Yeah, yeah, my dad's sixtieth birthday. Um. And until that so, day. So yeah, like. Yeah, it's know. funny. My dad goes. They have a parade for me every four years. So like. Yeah, <laughs> I, um. So. I, like 
like for people that are more in the middle like me but mm-hmm. like lean towards a certain way like we they we have to find that again and like the whole country has to find a way to become one again because just the craziness of having to walk on eggshells on one person and walk on eggshells on the other side of the spectrum it's just so freaking hard and just well well that was the best thing i saw like okay i saw someone's tweet it was like okay everybody who was anti-president for four years gets to be pro-president for four years now while everybody who's who was pro-president now has a flip right which is what's basically what's going on now basically and it's like but i i think because of who's in the office right now i think I think it's going to be another couple elections before that time tames down a little bit. And then like, and then it re ramps up a little bit, maybe to being back where it used to be kind of thing. I don't know. Like it, the country needs to be more partisan. I, 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 I say, like give it one year and let's see what's going on because maybe this could be it. This could be the, the thing that brings the country back together. I just, I don't know. It, it's, uh, you don't know. You, and and again, this is how we were talking. I was actually talking about this in AC on Saturday when they announced it. Like this is how this is what happens for four or eight years. Someone's just trying to fix whatever the last guy did, whatever they oh, claim was wrong right. by the last guy. And then the next right. guy comes in, and now they're going to try and fix. So nobody ever really does like this is what right. I'm going to do. No, you're just trying to do whatever the guy, Honestly, last guy was it, doing it the all, other way. It all depends in the. It all depends on what happens in the Senate. It, right. Because at this point, nobody can do anything. Each, everybody has their side, and they're just going to block each other the whole time, and there's nothing really to do. Right. Unless the Senate – well, the Senate can still flip now because of Georgia, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's Georgia. Sure. The Let's go with okay. There's some stuff – yeah, there's some some more election, more like vote counting to go or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's two seats open. So anyway, it was just a it was a crazy week and I think I think we're all glad. I'm I can't wait and this is going to sound I don't know, you could call it privileged or bad or whatever. I can't wait till politics is boring again. I just <laughs> I just need it to be boring. That's it. Nobody cares, whatever. I just I don't want a madman. I think it's not, okay. I'm not going to get into this rant. I'm sorry. Let's go into dumb Twitter topics. Let's go into the GM of the Astros is suing everybody. Well, what? I don't... The ex-GM. Yes. The ex-GM is uh, suing the Astros for breach of contract. Um, I mean, sir, you, you were you were fucking cheating. <laughs> right. So he was, was he he was suspended, right? Yes. And they fired him like they did they with Hinch. Right. I thought... Or but he, he really didn't have... Like, I don't know. I don't know what... What, what exactly could you suspend the general manager for in this scenario? Unless you have proof that he was the guy who said, Hey, I'm going to get the camera guy to put out but there. That's the thing. That Him being suspended was the only punishment... I mean, him and, and AJ being suspended were the Astros' punishments. And now... They're well, with the Red Sox, it was only Cora. I know, but the Red Sox didn't really do as much and like like we already saw Cora's back as their manager 
Right, and AJ's back is the. Oh no, AJ's not back. He was gonna be the White Sox manager, and now he's not. Okay, I forgot about that. That didn't happen. I thought that felt. Tony La. No, Tony Larusa is their manager. Oh, Larusa, but I thought Hinch went somewhere. I, I thought Hinch got hired by someone. I feel like the Tigers. I thought. Oh, you're right. He is. I'm just gonna double check that because I I could have sworn he was back, but it was gonna Who be. Who is White the Sox manager of the Detroit Tigers? Right. Okay. So the Tigers. Okay. Well, then then he's American. Professional baseball coach and former player who's the manager of the of the Detroit Tigers. And the the worst kept secret that Cora was gonna come back this year. Oh yeah, everybody knew that was happening. No, that's that's that was what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean that was it was the worst kept secret, and Carabas was talking about it the day it happened. Yeah, I mean, um, did you know he has a bronze medal from 1996 also? Like a base, baseball bronze yeah. medal? Yeah. He yeah, they did, the, they did play in the Olympics. He yeah. was part of the 1996 baseball Olympics. They should have baseball back in the Olympics. Cuba, yeah, no Cuba won gold it. and Japan won silver. Cool. Chris Benson was also on the the baseball. Yeah, team. Wow. Yeah. this baseball team. I'm gonna before you go to the oh, next here topic. We go. We're already diving into this. Yeah. Love no, okay, ready? Come on, let's let's save some time because we do have to talk about some awesomeness about uh, a certain baseball team getting an okay. owner. But, well, this team would have won every World Series ever, though. You know, you had Chris Benson, R.A. Dickey, pre-Knuckleball R.A. Dickey, remember? Oh, this if is you... the, the team that the picture's from. You're right. If you remember oh, from yes. the, the book. Yes, where his arm is hanging weird, and that's why they didn't keep him. Right. Troy Gloss was on this team. Chad Green. Travis Lee. Not that Chad Green. Travis Lee. Jock Jones. Jock Jones was a Met for like eight seconds. Mark Katze. Brandon Looper was on this team. Brandon Looper, let's go, baby. Jeff Weaver and Billy Koch. This team had some pitching. (laughs) This no one the one they too bad they couldn't hit because they ended up third. Let's see. Ooh, Kosuke Fukudome was on the Japan team. Remember that guy? <laughs> Doesn't look like... What? There's no... All right, Twitter topic. Cup. Back to Twitter topic. Guy, yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else we recognize on this list. No, the Cuban guys weren't allowed to play baseball. Sorry. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ESPN fired a bunch of people. Yeah, screw yeah. that. So did WWE. WWE what? WWE fired a lot of people too. Oh, did they? They fired a bunch of like back end guys, like the ring announcers that they don't use anymore. They're not that were doing enough. like producing stuff. Do and... Gotcha. By the way, I... another interesting uh, um, podcast listen was the guy who was Rusev, who's now Miro in AEW, was on with mm-hmm. Jericho last week. Oh, nice. So when they finally get past that point of no talk cause, they're going on Jericho's podcast, basically. And it's actually like, I was listening to like the day of, he was at the vet and he got the text that goes, hey, I need to talk to you. And he just is like, "Eh, I'm going to continue to care about my dogs. My friends already told me what's happening. Right. But like, I haven't gotten too deep into it. I only heard the beginning part, so I want to listen to the rest of it. You know, he talks about his wife still being with the WWE compared to him and, you know, all that stuff. So it's good. It's interesting to hear their stories from behind from behind the scenes at WWE. 
when they finally get that opportunity. Oh yeah, there's definitely those are extremely all extremely interesting. Um, he was saying how like after the last time he was on TV when he got backstage, even though he like broke character at the end of his match, Vince like hugged him and told him that was the greatest thing he's ever seen. He was like so proud of him, and then like a month sh- later. They- that's so sad with Rusev, but like what should have been with Rusev, like. But you know, he's it's, you know what's on funny? The list of what? wasted talent. He's on the list of wasted talent, but he says it in the podcast in the early parts of he never cared about the spotlight. He never cared about being that guy. I, I he know, just wanted the way to they have a job up, where they cared about him. That's all he wanted. Right, right. But the way they build him up, they should have the first couple of years, yeah, and just. Have him lose all the time, and the, the money they which WrestleMania was that where he came out with the tank with Lana? Oh, thirty-two, thirty-one, San Francisco. <laughs> Remember that? And he lost like, the Cena. Obviously, they had big plans for him. If uh, yeah. obviously they had big plans for him, if they had a tank coming out to face up <laughs> John Cena. Like John Cena, yeah, that's right. So it was a Cena match. So like. Yeah, and it must be awkward as hell being Lana. I mean, yeah, it's got to be tough. But I don't know. I mean, she could leave when her contract ends, I would think. Oh, yeah, for sure. And go to AEW. Like, I'm sure AEW would take her. Yeah, I don't know. Well, apparently she just signed a new deal with WWE. Well, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's... Well, apparently they're going to... they Like, at least what I've read... Is they're planning a, a big push for her? But they said that about Rusev also. So, oh yeah, like they've been trying to do the, but like yeah, the way it ended for Rusev, the whole divorce thing, and Bobby Lashley. See, and... that's in the podcast that I haven't gotten to yet, so I'm like intrigued to hear those was... type of things. It's kind of dumb. Must have been weird. <laughs> Even though they 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 are they're paid professional actors slash professional they're entertainers. Yeah, right. yeah, it's it's still weird, and it still cracks me up about uh, obviously now that they're in different platforms, but the whole Mandy Rose and Otis storyline still cracks me up. Uh, but yeah, they are paid entertainers, boys. I just before we go too far past it, I mean we already went far past it. The four seasons landscaping thing is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, for sure. Sure. They they booked a landscaping place instead of a, I mean instead of a hotel It's just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp is leaving the Fantastic Beast franchise. Nobody really yes. cares about that. Yeah. Haven't Have you seen, seen any those movies, Danny? No, I've I've never haven't gotten into them. I I, I would. But those I are like rip off Harry Potter movies or something well, else. They're, no, they're basically spinoffs. Okay. There's, they were supposed They're to like be like spinoffs, pre, spinoff prequels. Right, that's what happened. Like the first one was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them in the Book in Harry Potter, obviously. And then the first one was like literally about the beasts, and then they made it about Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And the next ones, and I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I didn't actually watch them. I just know that that's the story because Johnny Depp was Grindelwald. But right, no, not anymore. Right, I never um, saw them, but I know I know they're they're. Harry Potter yeah. prequel slash uh, prequel slash uh, sub stories of it. So I don't know. Why was the reason that he's leaving? Just because, or 
Um, I mean, he's had a lot of stuff going on lately. Oh, okay. So it's and I, they don't, they didn't say. Um, he saying he's been asked to resign by Warner Brothers. The news comes days after UK court ruled against Depp in his libel case with the Sun. Right. I mean, he's had a lot of issues recently, and not. I mean, he didn't really do much. He just. Yeah, he, he's ha- he's having an ugly divorce right now. He very much is. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of a good one. No, but it, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's uglier than... This it. one's getting ugly, like, you know, they're throwing each other away. Yeah, she's, the she's, like, claiming he's abusive and... She's claiming... He's claiming she's abusive, like, it's, it's all over the place. She's uh, just ugly. Ugly! Very ugly. Um, we're about wrapping up on Twitter topics. Is there anything that happened in the past week that we did not bring up that you guys would like to bring up that isn't Steve Cohen? No, because it was basically just election. election. Oh, what I did want to mention was News Dump Friday was hilarious. Oh, News Dump, News Dump Friday was one of the better ones of all time. So dude. much fun. There was like, I'm, I'm laughing at all the stupid things. And also, we didn't mention it, but... Uh, literally on election night, the MLB announcing their Gold Glove Award. Oh man, that it, was the most fun. baseball thing that's ever happened. <laughs> like they only yeah. announced Rookie of the Year the, tonight, right? Yeah, right. but okay. like you could have pushed everything back. Even this whole week would have been a bad week to do it. Just do it like I don't know, whatever the meetings were supposed to be in December. Very simple. <sighs> baseball is just cannot get out get out of its own way. Baseball's shoelaces are permanently tied together and they're trying to walk. It's just unbelievable. Frank Gore is trending on Twitter. Love it. Absolutely. Shout out Frank Gore. The SND Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. So, our uh, our long-awaited nightmare is officially, officially, officially over. As uh, Steve Cohen took control of the Mets on, I think it was Friday? Saturday? Officially Friday. Officially. It was part of the uh, news dump on Friday. Right. Officially, Friday, took control of the team, and then cleaned fucking house. Just <laughs> Two hours got after. rid of every... And we had known he was going to get rid of Brody, right? That, that had been out there, and it was like, yeah, Brody's probably done. But he got rid of all of Brody's guys. He got rid of Omar, who's like everybody's guy, so I was very surprised about he that. He also had a good letter today, Omar. So Omar, was- yeah. I mean, Brody, as opposed to Brody, who... Blame the pandemic for him having no starting pitching. That was wonderful. I mean, what a what a disaster that guy was. Yo, look at this guy tweeting out big news in the world today. Cure for COVID. <laughs> Who tweeted that? Steve Cohen. Oh God. <laughs> he he definitely had the under t- under the table stock on this one. Steve Cohen. Can't- oh yeah. Cohen- yeah. Oh, of course. Steve Cohen can't <laughs> wait to have his opening day gala next year. Oh, my God. I'm showing up to opening day in a suit and tie next year. It's going to be freaking awesome. 
I'm calling it now. 1230 is going to be welcome Steve Cohen. And he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, Francisco Lindor is here, too. Here's the blank check, Frankie. <laughs> well, I kind of want that where it's just like he just shows up and Lindor's just sitting on a chair in the corner. And the first question is like, why is Lindor over there? I'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> why is Theo Epstein over there? I'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> is, is, Theo, is Theo's contract up? I think Theo's contract is – it was up, I think. But like he has a lifetime, he has a lifetime stay there. Yeah, so. but he had a lifetime stay in Boston, also. Well, yeah, well that's because he was bored. But <laughs> he signed a five-year extension that was in 2017, I think. This so that is. was after the World Series, so that was four years ago. Uh, no, on September 28, 2016. So, and that's a five year, so 17, 18, 19, 20. Next year. So it's the end of next year. Yeah, because the four years ago when they won. The so you let Sandy issues. run the team for a year and then you call him in? Well, that's, I don't know if that, it could be the thing. That's, it could be an option. But it's also, um, they're having issues like Theo and the Cubs now. So I, I don't think. He's not gonna take. He's not gonna leave. Yeah, the Cubs. He's not are just in gonna. Right get, they're not gonna get up and leave. have him leave, especially after bringing in John Ross. You know, pandemic thing. Maybe, you know, they kind of look at it as a as a botch year type of thing. The Cubs are in it though. The Cubs are in that that they're in that limbo. They're in that limbo after winning a World Series a couple years ago. They're they're thing. at that point where all of those guys are about to come up with their contracts. Right, and I think they're they're looking to trade Chris Bryant this offseason. Right, right, they're looking to trade guys like Chris Bryant. So the choice is going to be what kind of moves does he make? If he makes the right ones and the team's happy, they may resign him. If he makes those other moves where the team's like, where he gets Josh Beckett in return for Chris Bryant, then. But, yeah. like, I feel like it's rare for a GM to stick around through a rebuild like that. Like, I don't so know I, if it would like really be considered a rebuild. Brian trading and he's kind of out. Right. I mean, if he um, hasn't been let go yet, then he's not being let go. Right. He's going to be with them until next season. There's a lot of the GM candidates, a lot of, uh, you know, supposed... Chris Young. As long as, he's, <laughs> as long as he or she is smart and know what they're doing and just not trade top prospects for ex-clients for uh well, for a lot of money and well, the other thing is this it's one of those you know we've talked about this in the past is it going to be one of those you know you kind of just let sandy handle it and back off type of ownerships like here's my checkbook well i kind of saw when i read that sandy's basically yeah i think basically, it's basically the baseball guy sandy's the baseball guy and you're, he makes the final say, and I'm just giving him money, but I'm going to be a part of the team, but Sandy is the go-to guy. Right, he'll do I, things for the franchise. He'll do things when it comes to the stadium, you know, right. things he wants to change in the stadium, things that he thinks he's going to make money off of, things like that. And then the other end on him also is going to be, again, like we said, the checkbook, um, which comes back to the thing, Vin, you and I were talking about this, I think it was Friday night. There was that like list that came out on SMY and like, you know, the second I saw Chris Young's picture was when I went to bed, and I was like, "What? Why is Chris Young's picture on this thing?" I didn't even know the guy worked for Major League Baseball. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that either. He does like the umpiring, hiring. Yeah, he's, he's like the, <laughs> vice, the VP of baseball operations in charge of umpires or something. I had I had no idea. I didn't even know that was a thing. Nope. <laughs> I didn't even know they I had a guy in charge job. of that. Isn't that Tori's job? 
I, I thought that was Tori. I, I thought Tori handled I umpires, he, like, which nobody clearly guy, nobody yeah. handles them because Angel Hernandez still is an still umpire. <laughs> um, right. But again, like I said, you know, if it's going to be Sandy's in charge and it's one of those years, the only logical name is the guy who's already been in the organization. And that's um, Rico. Right. Is that what his name was? Yeah. John Rico. John Rico. Yeah. John Rico. Because again, that was the guy I said this the other night. He's the guy that. Sandy wanted him to take over instead of Brody. And they did interview, but again, now that Sandy's kind of quote-unquote running it, it could be a, hey, Rio, this is what we're going to do this year. You're in charge, but, you know, if Theo knocks on the door, if Theo's standing, gets off the seven train next year. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Best of luck. um... (laughs) But, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. I know it's going to be the standard conference but it's going to be interesting to see uh just new blood you know what i mean granted sandy's right. not new blood but but with with the new ownership what sandy could bring to the table because let's face it the team that's on the field now are sandy's guys so just they're that close to being that team contending yearly and to add so, to that and to add to that rojas is a sandy guy Right, so so it kind of like all these people are like, year. oh, why is Rojas still around? Why is Rojas still around? It's because Rojas is technically a Sandy guy. He's been in the organization for a long time. It's the guy Sandy ideally brought in to say, hey, listen, I want you to coach these minor these young guys and develop them. He might have even been pre Sandy at this point. He's been around for like fifteen years or something like that. Right, he's been around for a while. It's so. gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like I I think. I think we're at the point with what Cohen is as an owner, just seeing how he is as a business guy. It seems like if there's that one manager that's out there, I think they would like look into it sort of thing. And like, why not go for it? Kind of. Sure. I, I think like, like we said, Sandy's Sandy's basically in charge of everything. He's obviously like he's, his role is team president. So it's his job to pick a general manager and pick a front office and pick a man, like literally everything. So uh, even if this is just a one year thing, like we mentioned before, it's definitely a a smart thing. And I don't think, you know, people are afraid that he's not going to spend or whatever. That's not going to be an issue. I did see today, though. I think with the money that Cohen has, like we want them to still build from within, but sprinkle in a free agent that we know is going to be a missing piece on the team to make this team a contender. Well, so yeah. that would be, that would be showing up the bullpen. Obviously that's always a concern. Get a couple of starting legit starting pitchers into the rotation and getting that. Well, maybe that one dynamic bat to go with Conforto and Pete and Jeff. Yeah. Which, I, which by the way, this, the, the, Dumbest thing I saw today was um, there was like an SNY clip that said, "Can the Mets get Francisco uh, honestly, Lindor with, without I giving can't up read Pete SNY anymore? I, I can't without giving it. up Pete and Dom? Of course they can. Right? It's I it's I don't know where this thing of trading Pete instead of Dom came. I'm I love Dom. I'm sorry. I I, I think I don't... think it I think it comes with the fact that it's like all right. We're trading our best guys, so we're going to have to ask for Pete and then negotiate. That, that's right, because that's what not... it comes down to. But again, you know, 
Vin, you and I talked about Nolan Arenado. Like, it's not going to cost much because he's just a hefty contract they're trying to get rid of. So what is that going to cost? It's probably low-end minor league guys, maybe maybe a couple, a bench guy that's on the team, maybe Nimmo, you know, type well, of thing. I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Lind, we're saying Lindor is going to cost, like, a med plus Jimenez plus a prospect. I think Arenado costs you, like, maybe JD and a prospect in a lower one or something well, like that. Sure. Something of that nature. I'm sure, Danny, you saw also was the, the trade suggestion that had J.D., Jimenez, and then the top pick, the top uh, prospect. Uh, Mauricio. Mauricio. Right, yeah, me and Ben were talking about it the other day, too. So uh, I found that one interesting. Like, I'm in, but it's got to be similar to when they traded for Johan Santana, where there's a time frame for Lindor to sign a contract. It's not like we're making this trade and Lindor is a Met for a year. It's 72 hours, Lindor doesn't sign a contract, this trade doesn't go through. Right, I yeah, it would have to be the extension right then and there, right after the second, the second right. the trade goes down. Right, like and I said, it was like bringing... when when we trade for Johan, they gave oh, a yeah, window. That's what I'm saying. That, that would be the only yeah. Right. I, I, you give a window have... if it if nothing happens in that window, this trade is invalid. Re, start start retalking about it. Now you're taking the prospect out of it because there's a possibility of him not signing an extension. You take that number one prospect out of it. You throw like a a a lower. 10 guy or a top or middle teens guy in there instead i'll make that trade i'm not giving up my number one prospect for a, a rental player the the comparison keeps being made that he wants to build them like the dodgers are built which is obviously a great model the dodgers seem to you know have every year we have the money now to do that. right they have an endless supply of not only money but they just every year another guy comes up who doesn't really have a position but he just hits nukes everywhere, and it just it just keeps happening. Sign me up. But right. on it, on it, honestly, like I love Dom and I love JD. Uh, but if they have to be in the deal for Frankie Lindor, all right, I'll do. Thank it. you, for, thank you for your time as a Met. You're great guys. I'm gonna root for you wherever you go, as long as it's not a rival. And Godspeed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, right. like, and also, you know what I think is gonna like, help. Maybe Pete and. Maybe Pete Conforto and Jeff McNeil would be the only three guys everyday bat-wise, like if they were to get traded or anything, we would generally be pissed. You know what I mean? Those right, are the, those only are the three guys you kind of want to you look at and you're like, hey, these I are the type of guys more. other teams build their teams around. Why are we trading them? I think you build right. more on those three. I, people have brought up, again, with the Dodgers, the Mookie Betts trade and how the Mets wouldn't have to give up as much. The Dodgers also took back Price's contract. Pro, so right. Yeah. That, exactly. that well, who's in Cleveland that's that got a contract that, you know. Well, that's the thing. Cleveland is just wants prospects. They're not looking for you to take a contract back. Right. They're looking like, the hey, last... we're going to use the contracts we have to be, a t- be competitive somewhat this year. And then if we have to, in the middle of the year, we're going to trade them. But another thing is also what what I think, like, people look at Pete and, like, realize, like, quote-unquote, his numbers are down. First off, he only played 60 games. He's not hitting 50 home runs again. Like, I mean, he hit, right. we talked about this. He hit, like, a 45-home run pace, <laughs> and he had a bad season. <laughs> like, right. yeah. but, but I think, like, I think and Conforto had one of the best seasons hitting-wise. But, again, it also is going to come down to is Rajay Davis going to be back and be in the clubhouse because these guys – Let's face it, they both had great years with him in the dugout. They both kind of took a step back without him. Granted, Conforto's numbers-wise were a little better, a little bit more consistent. But again, he was hurt again two years ago, and they played 100, 100 right. games. Right, Chili Davis was a big, 
that's Chili what, Davis was a big focal point. Right. Uh, I, but, I think that, that's something. But I, I honestly, I, I, I think what also what it boils down with with Pete was I think this year he knew he had 60 games and he just wanted to hit as many home runs as possible. Maybe because that's what people he wanted because he got it got in his head that people were looking at him like, yeah, all right, every that's, time that's you come up and there's a saying. runner on base. Well, Last year, again, he was more of an all-around all hitter, and, like, he just happened to hit ball. Like, there, it bombs 53 of them. But we need we need to have him back at the 260 batting average for it to be work. You know what I mean? Right. right. And, again, like, that comes down to Chili Davis not being there, talking to him oh, after yeah. every at-bat again, Somebody... and talking to him before the at-bats, and kind of being like, hey, over here, let's – You're not remember, you're not swinging for the fence. If it goes out, great. If, you know, you hit it opposite field, it hits the wall. And three runs score, that's better. You know, again, it comes we're down lucky, to... We're lucky with our with McNeil and Alonzo that their quote-unquote full sophomore seasons were in a shortened season. So right. now, next season, there's no excuses unless there's some sort of injury and just run, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's going to be interesting what they do with pitching. It's really going to be interesting to see what kind of pitching the Mets get. Obviously, we're waiting... For, uh, did Strowman uh, decline the offer yet? I don't think he officially has yet, but I, I think tomorrow is the deadline. Okay. Well, so there you go. There's another thing. Twelve thirty. Well, be like, oh hey, what's up, guys? Uh, by the Strowman, way, Strowman resigned. He's over there somewhere. See, the thing with Strowman is, I know I liked him a lot going I, into the I, season. We like, need him. He's we, good. I, we need him. He, no, he's I, a five. I'm, he's I'm a he's a five six inning guy who's going to be that. I, I'm not saying that. I, I want Strowman. I'm just saying. Where if I was him, I would take the offer and then sure. work on this year and make sure make more money following. You know, was what he I mean? gonna because... come back if he didn't opt out or no? Was he scheduled to come back off injury or was he? Yes, he was eventually gonna come back, but it would have been toward the end of the season. Right. Well, that was the other thing with with Pete is he got hurt early. Right. I think yeah, he was. It was somebody had it where he like he started off slow, got into a role. And then I think he got banged up, and then he got started slow again, and then got into a little bit more of a role. And then the COVID strike happened. The, right. the, the Mets got COVID, and then he started off slow out of that. So he never really got his season going. We saw the end of the season in the last like week, he was hitting bombs. So I, I'm not really worried about him. Um, I yeah, Strowman, it's kind of desperate at this point, unfortunately, because like you need three, like you can't count on Noah right now. So right. you need at three. You're gonna think you're not seeing Noah till June, right? So, like to, in my mind, you need two legitimate starting pitchers. And uh, see again, I'm, I'm thinking with Will Pombrain. With Will Pombrain would tell me Will Seth, Pombrain Seth Lugo getting... is starting till June. That's <laughs> right. what Will Pombrain tells me. Right. We're, we're we're gonna get a half a guy, a a retread, and Seth Lugo starting till June. Now my brain says Strowman, Charlie Morton. And Corey Kluber, and we'll figure it out when Noah comes back. And whoever's pitching the best is right. Whoever's pitching the best stays. Whoever's not is going into the bullpen. We'll, we'll figure out. We'll figure it out that David Peterson can go back in the bullpen. I'm fine with that. Because like Kluber is not going to cost a lot, and we already seen teams cut guys and or not pick up options, very well, realistic options because they're broke. Corey Kluber was hurt all year. He's gonna. He'll take a five six million dollar flyer op you know year and i know that's not really what we're looking for but as what's going to be your 
you know, a fourth starter, fifth starter with Peterson, I, I'm, I'm all for that. And I actually think Strowman, there's a good chance he accepts. He's they said he's like teetering toward declining it, but, but he hasn't like come out and said it where other guys have. There's a couple of other people who got qualifying offers and like have already basically come out and declined it. I think obviously right. the J- JT room with does one of them. Right. Um, the thing I saw today, which I don't know how accurate this report was, but it seemed to be picking up uh, some steam that like they're not, and we knew this, but he's not going to just go out and sign everybody, right? They're looking to make one big signing this off season, which probably is going to be Rio Munto. I, I would assume it's either going to be him or Bauer. Well, I would think him or Springer. I don't want Bauer. We well, we talked about this, and I don't think they do either. I think Bauer's going to San Diego, and he's going to go hang out with Clevenger and have a good time. Yeah, I see it too. That would but make like, that team dangerous. Does like, because if you trade for Nolan Arenado, it's basically a signing with the contract he has. Uh, oh yeah. Lindor. So like, I think they're going to make that one splash trade and then get a couple of pitching and then see what happens with the catcher. Unless they get Ray yeah, Muto. I'll be fine with like McCann if you're not going if you don't want to spend a lot of money. if you don't. I understand you don't want to come out and be like. Spend we also we right also now. have to see, with the Mets, they have to take advantage of having a brand new owner because the whole league is hurting for money this season. Right, like so, the Mets need to take advantage them. of this season. Somebody will want to dump a contract the way we dumped the contracts. Like this is again going back to the Dodgers. They signed AJ Pollock. He's done nothing to be completely honest. Well, yeah, but he's been they, a bench player. Imagine right, they can just that. eat it. When we had Jay Bruce, we had to trade him in for Robinson Cano, right? Which is something somebody mentioned, and this is a bit—I think it's crazily far-fetched. But if you're making a trade for Nolan Arenado, and you pay down Robinson Cano, and 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 he's part of the deal, it opens up everything. Like if, right. It if, will. Them, well, that's the thing. If they're going to look to dumb contracts, are they really going to look to bring on Robbie Cano? Unless you're paying most of the contract. I, that's what I'm saying. If you're looking, unless they go on a complete rebuild mode and it looks all right, they they still paying Robbie Cano. So, woo. Or if it's like whatever, if it's anybody around who wants Robbie Cano at ten million, and you pay half of that, now you can put Jeff McNeil at his normal spot. You don't have to worry about this nonsense anymore. Listen, you throw you throw him into the, uh, you know. You or know, even Sandy the Lindor did, contract. Remember, Sand, Sandy did make the Josh Tolley and Mike Nicholas moves when it came to getting rid of, like, R.A. Dickey with Josh Tolley and, and Mike Nicholas and getting Noah Syndergaard and Travis. This is interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know if you... Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm moving past Mike Nicky as Josh Tully. Danny, did you finish reading the David Wright book yet? Or close to finish? I gotta actually read it, I think. Oh, okay. I just uh, started it. Yeah. I, I was in I the middle of another, another book, book for work. Because my wife guilted me into like, oh, why are you reading an autograph book? And I go, damn it, you're right. So... Point. She's a smart one. <laughs> All right, I got something on mine already. <laughs> So I go, ah, yeah, you're right. So I'll eventually maybe buy another one or borrow one of your books after it's done. Oh, uh, I digitally yeah. got it. Oh, digitally. I recommend it. just doing it digitally. You can't ruin a digital yeah. book. Yeah, I'm probably, I'll probably just do that. And so, it's going to help you, you know, train wise. Oh yeah, well that's true. Yep. 
this is so this it's it, um, it's not really spoiling anything, but he has a conversation with with Sandy about um like when his contract is you know when they're renegotiating his contract, and it's like I think it's right after the season or yeah I think it's right after the season, and I guess it makes sense that he knew this was going to happen. Whenever they're having this conversation, he knows he's trading Ari Dickey already. Like it's like it's done basically, and. Uh-huh. The Dick that Dicky trade happened in what? It was like December, January, I think. It was right after he won the. Yeah. It was right. like, and like she had end December the of twenty twelve because twenty thirteen we had the All Star game in New York and Noah faced off against um, Rafael Montero. Rafael Montero in the Futures game. Yeah, so he was like, which he Brendan was Nimmo was in also. David on the fact he was trading R. Dicky for prospects was just I found that funny. I, I, I don't. It's just it's so sad reading a David book, David Wright book. It, oh, it's, it's really depressing. It's it's just like, what could have been? Yeah. Well, that's so. That's this is the other thing, and I, it, this is never going to go away. Like I said before, I have Will Pond brain, and it's not anybody's you know fault. Things happen to the Mets that aren't the Will Pond's fault. Now the fallout was always worse because they didn't reinvest the money after David. Or they didn't reinvest the money after Cespedes, or you know all that that kind of stuff. But like the fact that these guys got hurt, and the fact that the stadium just happens to light on fire twice a year, and like the stupid stuff is not really right. their fault. So like the stigma behind this franchise needs to needs to move on. Yeah, we we need a whole new quote-unquote well, culture change and you saw that with Syndergaard Syndergaard holy shit he was throw he threw some haymakers at the Wilpons yeah you can tell <laughs> that he did not like the Wilpons at all and and it's funny because I he's said still that... bitching about having to go to Syracuse that well two years I, I what was <laughs> oh, it oh before I said forget, it when we, we when we when, when they were announcing Cohen it's like okay he has all this money we're gonna make moves but let's see it work before we crown this guy. Because, again, we made moves in 2006 and 2007 and with the Wilpons in charge. But at the end of the day, we're still the New York Mets. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, before I forget as well, uh, switch the topics with Yankee minor league. It was crazy that um, basically they're dumping the Staten Island team from the Yankees and they didn't know about it until Twitter. That seems a little weird to me, and then uh, Trenton. Yeah, they got rid. They're getting rid of Trent, the affiliation with Trenton, and they're gonna go Somerset, I think. So it, it's kind of crazy. Did the Mets? I know it wasn't official when they. The, someone tweeted it out during the season. I I want to see what happens with the Mets minor league because I know they're cutting down a bunch right. of leagues. I think they said. Brooklyn would be the double A team, and they're going to be think, losing yeah. Binghamton, and Syracuse is still their triple A affiliate. Right, and that then was the I plan. Yeah, St. Lucie is high A, where it was like low A. Because they're getting before. rid of single A. They're getting oh, and, rid of, and, and the Yankees are. There's so this is the interesting thing. They're going to be the Hudson Rally Renegades now instead of the Staten Island Yankees. The the A ball team. Right. I don't know how this all works. Like, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it it would have worked out if there was an actual season and we were able to see what right. was going on. Now, you know, when we see what's going on, we're just gonna be like, oh, okay, that makes right. sense. one hundred percent. It still sucks because 
I, I've gone to a game in Staten Island. It's a, one of the more beautiful set, uh, settings in all of baseball. Right. It's basically right on the Staten Island side of the water, and it's right. I've seen photos city, of the like people in the crowd taking skyline, the screen, so, like right. So it's one of it's the a shame. Yeah, it's sad, and like it would be to sad. You guys went there a couple of times, going up to Binghamton and not having the B Mets and now Rumble Ponies. Would be refused to go when they change the. Get rid of Syracuse and make buy the Staten Island team and make it Triple A. We'll just we'll all be right goddamn here. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting, like how the minor league baseball is a mess. Cyclone the Cyclones, you know, like if they were to be the Double A team, it's gonna be really, really, really cold and shitty early on in the season. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but it was the same thing in Binghamton. No, I know, I but they're not on the. But water. they're not on the water, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. That's the, I mean, that... they don't start. The minor leagues don't obviously doesn't start till like I don't know. No, it's like know. May. Double, double yeah. yeah, isn't it May, early? Yeah. Well, it's like no, starts right away. It's like two weeks in, I think. Yeah, something like that. They're not extended. It's like single A is extended. Um, but but early. you know what? They end early. That's what it is. You yeah, know what? Early. Also, it's gonna also benefit in the long run because those guys are gonna like eventually be on the team, right? And it's gonna be cold in April. Oh no! I'm I'm not saying right. I'm, I'm I'm just saying the hitters are gonna hate it. Oh yeah, I'm sure they hate it being too. At least there's something to do in Brooklyn, right? <laughs> At least they I have mean, a roller coaster. Danny, to there is nothing to do. <laughs> There. I, 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 I know. They're definitely going to love being in Brooklyn. I'm not saying that. I'm just it took saying. us an hour just to get to the mall. Honestly. The mall, <laughs> people at the mall thought we played for the team. That's how fucking bad it was. Yeah, we were buying Binghamton Met hats at the mall. And they were like, wait, aren't you on the team? And we were like, like yep. What? <laughs> Come out and watch us play tonight. Honestly, it was the worst. Just don't go to Binghamton. That's that's just. I, I, don't, I don't plan on you it. You don't plan on it. Yeah, I know. Smart. Um... Listen, thankfully, we went ham on autographs, thank, though. Thank, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I had a girlfriend when you guys went up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a sad story. Uh, let's let's talk about football, guys. I mean, like, yeah, let's let's. We didn't, hear... we didn't we didn't have a show the last time the Giants won, so they're so few and far between. So it's actually nice to actually get on a podcast and say the Giants won. Um. And the yeah, Jets are winning while we're recording, so. Yeah, so aliens. Um, <laughs> but honestly, honestly, thank God for the Washington football team. But I, I, I do like the way the Giants are playing, and we've been, me and Steve have been saying it since day one. Other than the Forty Nine er game, they're playing as a team, and <laughs> finally yesterday. Their defense and their special teams were able to turn over the ball five times, and this was the second game of Daniel Jones's career not causing a turnover. So, yeah, I okay. know Vince. So know I'm going to ask the question for you, Danny, because you're going to know this answer better than probably. Can I ask a question before you start? Go. Does it? I this. I know. Actually, I know the answer already. I'm not training for Joe. Does Flacco. it? Does it annoy you at all? Not annoy you. Does it matter at all that they had to win by three points when they won the turnover battle five nothing? No, not with the way that they've been playing the past two okay. years. I, I thought the defense played well as as well. It's just when it was still a, gave the up. Still, when they were still giving they up had points. Five, 
turnovers, and he did turn the ball. I would have, I would have preferred them be a little bit better, but the way they played and yesterday, I will take it. I'll take any win right now from right, them. I, I figured, but could have given up a safety how, on the last drive, and I would have been happy winning by one. Right. <laughs> uh, honestly, the way they lost the last three weeks going into this game, I it was it was just it's it's been a nightmare on how they've been losing weekly. All right, you guys go ahead. Um, first off, Danny, luckily I didn't take that minus three and a half, the plus three and a half. So. <laughs> um, that was too close for my liking there. Right. Um, but also, okay. So I arguably the best offensive line play in the past two years was the last two weeks. Right. Can Willie play the right side? Well, because th- he's I, Ziggler's the biggest question mark long term. Right, he's gonna and, be. A guy and I not- think with where we're at, if you could plug Hernandez in there, and leave that line, or even put Willie back, because honestly, I like Lemieux and Thomas playing together. Thomas is right. still letting guys go around them, but like they said yesterday, you're noticing the game's getting slower for him. I mean, let's right. face it, Chase Young's a freak. You know, right, right, right. You're I, not, I think, you're not going to stop those guys. He's, he's guarding the blind side. It's, it's those are the guys that are the, the ninety nine speeds in Madden and best player, most likely the best guys, right? So you're not going to, you're going to give up a sack or two, but it's going to be noticeable when you're bad, of course, right? But the bigger problem was that like Willie was never helping him. He was always there by himself. Right now, think, him and Lemieux are playing well together on that side. So that's why I'm thinking like, can you put Willie on the right side and inside of the right part of it. Can Willie flip? Um, I, I, I wouldn't see why not because that's how the Joe Judge is like making this team be adjustable and being able to be on call. Like their offensive line. When have you ever seen an offensive line change basically like a in the middle of the game too? In the middle of the game, it would be like series. Like it's it's very interesting. I I would like to see Lemieux be better at pass protection for when Hernandez comes back. I want Hernandez to play again. Right? No, no. And I'm it, not saying I don't want Hernandez to play because again, no, no, I, I, again, I Hernandez saying, was but... put on an island his first year and a half. Right. Right. right? What what was last year? His first year? Last year was the rookie year. No, no, second because he was a. Uh... Uh, Saquon's. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Again, he's being put on an island. We've been rotating the center position. And let's face it, shoulder's been terrible. Right. So he's ideally on an island. Thomas, again, has improved every week. Right. He's going to give up a sack. He's going to give up a sack. Again, it's never going to be perfect when you're an offensive lineman. Right. But if you could somehow leave Lemieux in that five and build the young guys, Right? right? Let them build as the five young guys, even with Gates in the middle. I like I Gates don't in mind, the middle. I don't mind Gates in the middle. It's it's people forget that he's he was a tackle last year. So but he's been fine. I, I think I think next year you put Pert in right tackle, it's only a matter of time when he gets more of the snaps than Fleming and just the way they're doing well, it. He's been getting him. them the past couple of weeks. Too. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But he's starting to like, he's starting to pick it up more, getting more snaps between left and right. And he's been a good uh, swing tackle, quote unquote swing tackle. So it's been right. good. It's definitely been unorthodox what they're doing, but and let's, it seems to and be And again, like I and, said, when it comes to Thomas, and, he's playing better. 
Right. And again, and- he's getting matched up against Chase Young. He's getting matched up against he's getting matched right. up against guys who are twice his speed. And that's and then- where they're beating him. And and if if you go back to what we were talking about early in the season, just he never got a break on who he was having to face. So like we knew he was gonna have some tough games. And, but that's what and, you do and, as a head coach. That. You circle that guy. Right. Oh, this guy's fourth overall. Hey, Aaron Donald, go face that guy. Right. <laughs> you know. And, um, so with that being said, I I I like what they're doing right now. I, I obviously with this Kevin has been Zeigler, the best we offensive line something. we've seen in years. Right, we can the past we can two get weeks. we can get something out of Zeigler and or just flat out cut him. Then that that's the way they want to go about it. Then fine, I'm I'm with it because we have con- more controllable guys. Fine, I, I well that's I, why I, I'm thinking pretty reluctant reluctant to do it. But let's see how Lemieux plays for the rest of the season, and I, I would give you a better answer. But if if Lemieux does play better and they do what they do with the tackles with Lemieux and Hernandez. Now, and would, they... you, would you say, would you want to flip Lemieux? To... Lemieux's technically a right tackle, right? No, is... Lemieux was a guard. He's, he was a guard. Oh, yeah, a guard. Sorry. He's he's a right guard, right, out of college? Uh, I believe so. Okay, so put him back on the right side. Okay, but see what happens. If, if Hernandez and Thomas are struggling, you may want to flip that around, you know? But again, oh, letting the young guys playing together, it's like again they're both learning over there, on the fly. Remember they didn't have and camp, and they're actually running the ball, and they're running the ball quite pretty good. So I need to apologize. Alfred Morris is actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he he played a good game yesterday, and, and he uh, wasn't bad the other time. The other game, yet. I was I was three years late of Wayne Gallman actually being. Yeah, good. Wayne Gallman too. And honestly, <laughs> who would have thought Wayne Gallman after all these years knew how to run the ball? Close. And the thing with Gallman is, if he just breaks an ankle tackle, he's gonna break one one of these days. I don't know. Right. He's got that. Guy. He's got that step. He just needs to be able to break it. He just he does it every week, and it's just. Also, I, I which who one I of text, you put the ten dollars Jets it. up ten at halftime? Yeah. Bet down. Joe Flacco's dropping down. <laughs> She's doing two touchdowns oh, already. Good for them, man. Yo, I told I mean, you this. Did I this not game. say this off they air? They definitely do not want to win this game. If what did I say off air? If they <laughs> for, for, the, for the players, it's the Joe Beningo juju. The Mets, the his last day, his last day. The Mets get new owners. The Jets are being the Patriots on Monday night, the first game. I mean, he's not back. Bro, are you kidding me, bro? He's um, gonna if they win this game, you know tomorrow, he's the first call like, tomorrow. What the hell? Oh yeah, he's gonna be so mad. But I, I like the way the Giants are playing. There, it's just so frustrating on how bad this division is that that it's giving me a little luster of hope of maybe they can do things. Because honestly, they are playing the best football out of the whole crappy division. I know that means clearly nothing. And and also, let's face league. it, we're the healthiest team in the division. Yeah, Cowboys <laughs> actually put up a fight against the Steelers. Oh man, I, I know I, Cowboys. You knew that was going to happen, though. That was the but circle track. The Steelers game. just the Steelers play to like to their competition, whether it's up or down. They play to it every, all the time. Right. But did you see the stat? Did I send it to you guys, or did I send it to to Rosen? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see real quick here. Oh, I sent it to Rosen. Um. The Eagles have a higher chance of winning the division than the Steelers. There's like <laughs> oh, a 74% shit. chance the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. 
and the and the Steelers have like a seventy two percent chance of winning the the North. That's nuts. And like and honestly, <laughs> I think with the way the Giants are playing and they're starting to be a team and the whole Golden Tate scenario, I think good for Judge having to do it. Granted, the situation was kind of like weak why he got suspended and everything, but he was a first year head coach. He needs to get the respect. No nonsense thing. You got him to do those things. And thankfully, they came off on a win. So imagine if they didn't. And the guy from Ohio State made that one nice 50-yard catch, and he was getting separation. Um, it's been good. My Mac. guy, just Mac, yeah. My Mac, guy, Mac, from, yeah. My, my guy, Justin, from Talking Giants, said he had, like, a separation rate of, like, three yards. I know that could be strewed of him actually being a guy that they don't respect. But sure. when has Golden State ever had three, three yards of separation ever since Notre Dame? You know what I mean? So – I mean, yeah, but not, that's yeah. but that also it's goes back game. to Golden Tate catches every um, probably nine out of right. every ten balls that are thrown right. at him, even right. 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 ten right. years right. out of even college. When the defender actually catches it first, and then it gets ripped out of his hands. <laughs> right, um, but I, I don't. <laughs> that's your I don't, own fault. Uh, like most of Giants Twitter, I I think they have to find someone to bully, and unfortunately, it's Golden Tate. I, I obviously I still like Golden Tate because I've had ten years of liking him. So Listen, I'm he makes one like catch him. every game, and it's usually a big one. And you know what? Right. It's I, been I like would, some would, ridiculous like number to... too, right? Like a hundred yeah. and something straight games that he's played in that he's had a catch. Right. I would like. I would like to see Golden Tate be more of a focal point in the offense. She probably wasn't wrong that he was open, but that's just it's a progression thing, and it's but, not. Right. But again, if you, you also back, again you, you saw it yesterday. Games. You saw like he had when. Daniel Jones, yesterday was the first time you saw Daniel Jones like, all right, let me look. My first option's not there. Let me see what else is there. Again, every week before this, it's always been, holy hell, one option. Oh, never mind. You're not open. I'm just going to throw it in the air and hope somebody catches it. Sterling Shepard should be our slot guy every freaking play that there is a three-set wide receivers. I don't care that Golden Tate's a good slot guy. I, I Sterling Shepard makes the t- the offense go a little bit more. He has them click a little bit more, and like that's the thing with the Giants' offense is if Evan Ingram and Golden Tate just get on board. <laughs> Evan Ingram. Oh my God! Uh, the, if that wasn't the most yesterday, I don't Evan know. Ingram game. What, I don't know what game uh, Jonathan games Jonathan Vilmer watches. He goes. He usually doesn't do that. I I laughed my ass off when he I said mean, but when between, he jumped to catch a ball in his chest. And the one that he just dropped and it hit him in the hand. That was the that one. Was the, that was the one. But he the, jumped. He made the catch in the end zone. The crazy diving catch. That's, in the end zone. that's him, man. That, that's him. It's you so know, it's annoying. He'll make that ridiculous catch, and you're just like, why? And he can't make just the most simplest like routine catch, and you're like, Ugh. and it's and, always on third down. It's always I on third know. down. When they when he dropped that and then it was then the I think the Redskins got the long touchdown to McLaurin right, right after yeah. I was like oh here we go oh for sure it, it but they they are playing sort of better and they they just got to keep Daniel Jones playing confident and like I we do need a little bit more input output out of Daniel let's be let's let's call it for what sure. it is like. Alex Smith almost threw for almost three three fifty yesterday. Like we we kind of need to see Daniel do that a little bit more. Uh, I was happy with the way he played the last couple of games, other than the Bucks game, because 
let's face it, the Bucks game, if Daniel Jones connected on any of those one deep passes, we win the game, and he yeah. just brain farted on throwing the pass late to uh, Deion Lewis. Yeah, it sucked yeah. that they threw the flag and picked it up, but looking at the play... Throw, throw it outside, you throw it... Right, right. You, you make right a better throw, outside. you're not talking about them not right. throwing the flag. Yeah. Right. Giving You got to give... Lewis a little bit more opportunity to make that play. Hundred percent. It just sucked that they picked up the flag, and that's when you get mad. Dion but, Lewis run that route eighty-seven million times in his life. Right. Right. Um, right. It, again, and and you know what? A little bit more of a mature quarterback makes the right throw on that. Right. And right. again, that's and, what it comes and, down to. And those two picks on Monday night it was just un, unexcusable for someone that's quote unquote a smart. Like this is the thing with Daniel Jones, like. He's very rootable. He's a very rootable guy. He he goes. He's one of the first guys at practice. He's one of the first guys at the facility watching film. He's a smart guy. He's not going to throw. He's Eli Jr. With everything you like Eli, you like Daniel Jones. So we just need him to be. Eli threw a lot of interceptions, Daniel. I I know that. I, <laughs> I'm fully aware. But we need we but we need that guy to have ice cold veins and we've seen moments of that actually happening. But we need the game to slow down for Daniel. I think once we get the game slowing down for Daniel, I think we'll have something cooking. But that, those those two picks on Monday night when I texted you, I'm not giving up on him, but he does stink right now. Those are the plays just that you just scratch your head and like, did this has this guy ever played a played football before like that's that's the thing with daniel jones he'll make that 80 yard run and then he's running so fast he falls he's literally down. running so fast he falls down. it's <laughs> yeah. and, and like, it's like he can't get out of his own way kind of thing sometimes and it's just like ah come on daniel come on we're rooting for you so freaking hard to just be break out you know what i mean he's right there to break out and he will be in the conversation with the other guys that you're like if Daniel Jones just cuts down the turnovers, he'll be in those conversations. And it's just so frustrating watching every week progress. And it would be something like a bad turnover there. Either it's him or a bad sack or or he fumbles the ball. And it's just like something's got to give. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm very proud that yesterday he only coughed up the ball one time. And he was able to pick it up. And that one sack from the Ooh, safety, yes. thank God he like he he turns over that ball nine out of ten times. Yeah. We've seen it. So um I'm still well, trying to figure out how he held on to that ball. I don't know how he held on to that. He's got seven games left. Like we we've been saying all year, it's the same things, right? It's the same issues, it's the same thing. Same the game over and over again, basically. Yesterday That's, was his second yes, game in his yesterday career. Yesterday was that slightly game. better. Yesterday was the second game of his career. Think about that. That he, he did not turn over the ball. And, and he, both times in D.C., which is pretty weird. Right. He, he threw but, the one pass. That well, he was, has 3-0 oh, against, oh against them, right? right? There was one that was off Ingram's hands and then oh my God. almost picked off but it hit the ground. Oh, that my God. One, if that would have been picked off, I would have... Oh <laughs> That, um, like, that's that's the crap. Um, defensively, we need to see some I, growth in the second right. half of the season. Defensively, they're they're playing good. Patrick Graham setting up, scheming everything. I know they had that one hiccup with uh, Scary Terry, but 
Peppers is all over the place. Peppers playing really well. And also, your boy Blake. I, I said it to Vin. my friends. Blake's not bad. I told you guys. Blake, Blake know, is leading the league in tackles. Yeah. I He's going to lead the league in tackles every season because – he makes tackles six yards down the field, and it's just what happens. Oh yeah, okay, I know, I know. I he know. does, but okay. he is—he is similar to for years. You saw, you know, one of my favorite things was Antro Roll always around the ball. Antonio Pierce, linebacker-wise, Antonio Pierce was always around the ball. Every time there's a play wherever the ball is, Blake Martinez is within three yards. He's there. He is honestly, but with Blake Martinez, uh, the play Brad doesn't Berry end for Blake Pepper- Martinez. What? The play never ends when it comes to Blake Martinez. Right. The play I'm gonna never ends. I'm going to say this ends. about Blake Martinez. And he, the tackle totals would tell you he's Luke Geekly, he's one of these top guys, and then he's not that. But there is a negative side where, I mean, Packer-wise, people went too far negative that he stinks like he's yeah, awful. No, actually, I, awful. I, I don't, he's I don't very get... much not. He's very much a good middle linebacker. Yeah, I don't get where that hate came and, from. Unfortunately, his, but, his last game as a Packer was a bad one. For not necessarily his fault, I'm, but I'm yeah, um, they got absolutely manhandled. But he, for the young defense like that, he's perfect. Right, and I and I and I like like I think we have a piece at every part of the field oh, that fac- our fac- defense. Fac- I like Fackerel as well. Um, <laughs> I really like. Um, I know we hated a, the the trade last year, and we gave up two picks for him. But uh, Leonard Williams is playing. Is is balls off, contract and year. big contract year, and let's they didn't trade us. What they didn't trade him? Obviously, they were they were oh. talking about it, right? Right. Well, he Jets also think, didn't uh, trade Quinton Williams. More Tom, yeah, it was, I think it was more Tomlinson. I think Tomlinson's. Oh, okay. I did. I heard that too as well. The, the Packers, back. The Packers yeah. were interested in him. Yeah. Yeah, and the Giants yeah. were a little nuts that they think Ingram deserves a first round pick. That's here or there to say, but. Um, the Giants were also be... apparently talking to Detroit about Kenny Gallagher. Yeah, that that was a fake rumor out of ESPN. <laughs> um, I think I think with the Giants, it's going to be interesting in the offseason to say, are they going to pay more money for Leonard Williams, or are they going to play pay slightly lower money for Dalvin Tomlinson next year? Um, both are very solid. I think. Obviously, Leonard is a better. It's all player. going to come down to who's running the show. Yeah, very fair. It's going to come down to whoever's running the show because let's face it, you got guys. Peppers is going to right. be in a contract year. Well, thankfully with Peppers, we have the extra year. We so have the option year. So he's they already signed uh, Ingram and Peppers are already on the team next year, no matter what. But you're going to have Barkley going into that fourth year. You know, you right. don't know what he's going to do. You know, we're going to pick up the option, but still, what right. does he do? Right. It's very unfortunate for him because he would have gotten paid this offseason. Right. But you know what? He's the type of player that he's in the position where he can, if he wanted to. Right. Pick up. He can sit out option, all those, those early right. part of team things and then show up in, you know, very similar to Beckham. You know, kind of like show up, but don't show up. 100%. But be honest, it does also hurt Daniel Jones that his best offensive player is not. Oh, with, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I I think, let's just, let's just hope that 
they continue to play better. Why not? Why the fuck not? Like we're all tired of losing. It they they're playing better as a team. They're having their moments. Maybe they're finally learning how to win. Uh, like we did two weeks ago, whenever our last podcast. The schedule, other than two games, the rest of the way, are are games that we've watched the whole season. Like I could see them winning. You know what I mean? Like if they lose, obviously, all right, they are two and seven for a reason. But if Cincinnati, they were... well, I'm looking at the schedule here, right? I have the schedule here. Philly, Philly. bye week, Cincinnati on the road, but then yeah. it's Seattle, Arizona, back to back. Right. You also have Cleveland, which is a toss-up game because you don't know what Cleveland team is going to show up to that game. Right. You they still have to win, go like, to Baltimore also. Well, like you said, they could win every game except for Baltimore and Seattle. Right. We're, we're not going to be able to hang with either. Which of is seven, unless, five games. Unless the defense, unless they overlook us and the defense plays out of their minds. Like, the, the, Ravens, the Ravens game, Daniel Jones is probably going to have, like, six turnovers and it's going to be ugly. But I think the foul, the, the Cardinal Seattle game too. Game, Murray, yeah. Murray's yeah. going to be torture. Well, that's we don't sack the quarterback. Right. So if the Jets, okay, but here's the, I mean, but do we, we can, wa- you want them to get to five wins, right? I mean, ideally, that's going to win the In division. Ideal world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a playoff spot, man. Well, it's that's like twentieth overall I pick. Think do you realize a, that? For a team <laughs> that's bad but has their quarterback, as we've established, I think five wins is the perfect spot. That gets you, like... Is eight. it pathetic you that if five wins wins down. the division, they also get, like, the 20th pick overall? Well, I mean... It's yeah, wins. that sucks. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it doesn't win the division. And you could get, like, eight or nine. You can move up around it or down if you want to. You can add, you know... It's a good spot, I think. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, honestly... I, I, yeah, this division, I hate that our division's making us think at two and seven that we have a shot at the division. That wasn't, that's never ideal, but we're here and they haven't been the Eagles in four years and the Eagles are far from perfect. It actually was like the anniversary of the last win, like either last week or this week. Right. Um, Anything can happen, and maybe, just maybe, they are finally putting it together that they are learning how to win and make the rest of the season interesting. I know the next loss, obviously, is going to change our perspective on things, but... We said that about the last four losses. <laughs> right. But, but you know, you, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, all right, we're they're playing with house money is what I'm basically getting at, and... It was good to see them win. Let's let's hopefully they find wins other than Washington, um, which is always fun to do because that's the only time we get to enjoy watching wins lately. But I don't know. Uh, the Giants are really frustrating when it comes down to this. But we'll see what happens. We we all can't be uh, Green Bay Packer fans like Vincent and just be oh he played to- the the dead Niners. I mean, they were playing a Mac team. I mean, you get played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. You might as they well had been... seventy million dollars in cap space on the. It might on, as well have on been the like, injured list, right? On the blue turf Thursday night, it, it was that was a disaster. And I, listen, I I hate. And they almost blew it. I don't like the Niners. 
Like the right. Seahawks and the Niners are the teams I probably hate almost more than anybody, even including the division team. Like the Vikings are the team probably hate, team I hate the most. But so it was just good to beat them. But I mean they it's and like big. Steven said, they I know they didn't almost blow it, but they gave up 185 yards to a guy I never heard of. So like there's some things to clean up, but a win's right. a win. And if their defense Devontae was Adams is just helped. absolutely just... a monster. And then it's so funny that Devontae having the game he had and the fact they asked him after the game um, about being the best receiver in the league brought up a bunch of best receiver in the league conversations like around different uh, social media and on TVs and TV and whatever. And it was the same conversation that everybody says it was going to be every time they go, well, Julio, of course, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, well, Metcalf's playing really well this year. And he never – he doesn't even – they bring it up because of him, and he still doesn't get mentioned. But he's not a – you know, he's a quiet guy, and he's, he doesn't – Remember that really... year you hated him? I, it's so funny. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> so long ago. Somebody tweeted it um, that the first two years, there was like a bunch of tweets that just everybody wanted them. People – this is – I was going to send this to you, Steven – People wanted them to keep Jeff Jeff Janis over him. Like, it was that bad. I, Packers Twitter, they were like, get rid of Devontae while keeping Jeff Janis. Like, well, a, that's, in the that's... 2016 training camp. I remember he, there he, was an article that was, like, the worst players on yeah. every team. And I yeah. didn't even open it because it was some random website. And I just sent Vin the screenshot and I said, hey, look who the cover is. And he I, goes, it, no it, surprise it, there. I'll never forget he, he wasn't couldn't surprised. catch the ball, Danny. <laughs> yeah, he, he did lead the league in drops that one year. Um, I'm glad the, to see, like, now, like, arguably, he's our, he's arguably the Packers' greatest wide receiver in a long time. Arguably. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's not even close. Yeah, we I know... Has the, he been uh, paid? Yes, he got paid uh, last year. Okay, so he's still got ago? years and payments left. I think it's like he got, like, probably got three years. Yeah, left. like, I, I know got... it's... The repertoire between Rodgers and uh, Nelson and uh, Cobb and a few other guys were great, but there's nothing compared to this. the connection that these two guys are having this season. No, I mean, the connection he had with Jordy was unlike any other, but I, I, Devontae's, I think, more talented than Jordy was. Right. And then now that they're getting connection together, and it's just, I mean. Well, and, and Jennings. I forgot Jennings. We can't well, Jennings, too, yeah. But and it's just funny. But that, the talent wise, there's no the talent wise compared to Devontae and those guys. I mean, he's the best like, route runner in the league, and his jumping is crazy. Yeah, right. Um, I, Danny, it's funny that that you texted me, Danny, that he's crazy, and I was like, he's so good, I don't know what catch you were talking about when you said that. Like, uh, it's, I just it, yeah, all uh, of it. Was, I, it was one of the tu- it was uh his, it was the touchdown, it was the touchdown right? yeah, because the there was one like he caught on a fourth down with like on the sideline with one hand, not paying attention or something. And I, like he was getting dragged, he was getting his glove pulled off or something right. Really weird. Right. No, I was, I was talking about the touchdown. I don't know. Uh, want to talk about college football before we take gloat, a Danny gloat. There's nothing to gloat about it. But it, you, but you brought, you did bring up a point off air that we need to bring up. Like the fact of the matter is that, that Notre Dame belongs in the ACC. Like, so in a normal college football year, the way the schedule's set up, you can set it up where they're playing 
Army. They play Navy randomly right. in the season. Michigan. You could play you Michigan. could put you could flip Michigan to Michigan State every year type of thing as home yeah. games for them. The USC game and then the Stanford game. They they always have those 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 games set in stone. Yeah, that. But would be you could something. also take those games out. A couple of those games out. Like you right. could, like I said, you can keep. You could do like one game versus a Pac-12 team. So you'll either play USC or Stanford. Right. Every other year, you know, and the same thing with the Big Ten. You'll either play Michigan or Michigan State every other year, right? And just and just make those like additional games, you know, like. You know, you get in that early season random games the only, the and then just play the ACC the rest of the year. The only suck with this is how you know how college football sets schedules up like 10 years in advance. So I don't know how that fucks everything up. But if I was Notre Dame and let's let's now obviously their path getting to the a- ACC championship Win or loss was gonna basically be theirs, you know, unless, unless they fall off a, off a cliff. Um, they're definitely gonna be there, you know. what I mean, unless they completely fall off a cliff, they're gonna have the rematch against Clemson, most likely in the championship game. Right. Yeah, they're definitely gonna have a playoff game against Trevor Lawrence. So it's gonna be interesting to see. See, they're like two years from now, they like there's a couple games in here where you can't touch anything. So the 2022 right. schedule is actually already set for them. The entire schedule, right. 2021, you got Toledo. Who gives a shit about Toledo? Right. They play <laughs> Duke every now and then. It's like all right, it's a joke. But honestly, this year with Notre Dame being in a conference, it feels different, and they're getting a little bit more respect. And like that's if I was the Notre Dame brasses, I. I actually rather be like this than getting embarrassed in the playoffs versus an Alabama team that they very well might get embarrassed again. Still, obviously, the SEC is a different animal, but the way they played against Clemson the other night, without a perfect "quote unquote" perfect team other than the running game and the offensive line, their defense is stout. But it was might have been the first time in a long time that Notre Dame actually played a team up to that team's caliber instead of getting up and just like yeah michigan i'm no offense steve yeah games against michigan because Notre Dame and michigan i know dave portnoy says it all the time and i actually agree with them teams like michigan and Notre Dame, like the 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 storied quote-unquote college football teams like not fake trying because obviously they all want to win and they want to get there but they don't do enough to get over get over it you know what i mean they'll always be like oh they're notre dame or yeah they're michigan that almost that's all they they care about you know what i mean and like Like instead of like yeah like they're fake going for it like there's just like oh my god just imagine if they got like guys that went to alabama and now clemson that quarterback is going to be a freak next year when when he takes over as the starting quarterback. And is it I, like and the school is too good. I don't know. I, I think yeah, they're they're a powerhouse now. They're they're. they're well, again, this goes back to what I was saying a couple weeks Notre ago. Notre Dame and Michigan, like what, like Notre Dame, Michigan, Texas, they're schools that are always going to be eleven and two in in a, right. a, a new like a bowl game, you know, the Outback Bowl or something like that. Right. I think I I'm not sure with Michigan, but I'm sure Michigan is also a very it is obviously a prestigious school. Yeah, like Notre Dame and yeah, well, Stanford yeah. care about grades and stuff. So right. 
that that obviously takes a step back on like getting like the players it that just does yeah just go to school for like Ohio State. Well, I'll never forget. Was it Haskins or Kyle L. Jones? I'm here to play football. I'm not here to go to class. It was Cardell Jones, yeah. Cardell Jones, which is why he's yeah, in the yeah, XFL. Sure <laughs> right. How um, excited but... you guys for XFL three? Oh. The Rock is in charge now. It's gone. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Speaking of the, it's not the XFL, but the guy who played for the Cowboys was in the AAF. Yeah. Whatever the hell that thing was called. How about that? The Arena he Football League. Well. Yeah. Oh no, no the Alliance really... League. Yeah, yeah, the Alliance League. He Gilbert was held his team. own against the top defense in the league. Yeah, he he, he was not. Terrible. But that's your typical Mike Tomlin. Which, which is what my dad. I texted my dad. Hey, they played well. He said, "Well, he's not terrible." I said, "Well, like, there's all you can ask at this point, I guess." <laughs> that's what that's what you're looking for. <laughs> that, that's it. Like, he just because that's what I always say. Like he asks how people are. I'm like, they're not terrible. No, he's not terrible. Okay. Like the Cowboys are a core of uh, like if they were des- Dak Prescott, if like Dak was still healthy. If Dak doesn't get hurt, the division's already over. Yeah, right. they're they're at least a 500 team. Right, and then like if if Dalton never comes back. Obviously, they'll be okay. I don't know. Like, their defense was just so bad the start of the season. So, yeah. well, I'm just looking. I'm going back to their name really quick. They're going to walk to the ACC championship. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, play, yeah. No, play. yeah. They play BC. Plus they and, lose to Syracuse. Yeah, they play Syracuse, That will be the game they do BC, lose, but still end up in the Syracuse, BC, UN. Well, okay. BC, UNC, Syracuse, and then Wake Forest is all the right. list. North Carolina is the toughest matchup out of all of them. Yeah, they should have no issues. But yeah, like you said, your Lawrence should be back. But again, it, it goes back to we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago. The way the teams like Clemson, Alabama, they build their their teams of they're going to get skilled quarterbacks. They're going to get skilled guys on the outside. But they're going to be three, three-and-a-half-star recruits while their offensive line are all going to be the five-star recruits. And what about Maryland getting Tua's brother to transfer? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And the and that uh, the credit can't wait to play Maryland's that team. Coach, what? Can't wait to play them. Yeah, Maryland's <laughs> coach was in Alabama, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm I'm coming." Okay, <laughs> good for. I mean, Tua played well too. The yeah, Tua Kyler matchup was a good game the other, yesterday. Yeah, it was a great game. And like Tua's brothers just lighting up. five. First weekend <laughs> in December. Tua comes uh, to Michigan. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry to hear about that, Steve. So we got to uh, lose to them and then lose. And you what know about... what? You want to talk about Uy Vey teams? Like, I have a bad yes, but Penn State. Oh, oh man. That Penn State what a is disaster. A rough go ahead. This, James this Franklin's on his way out. <laughs> no, I think they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But They're 0 oh. 3. Yeah, that one, touch, that one touchdown was. Uh... Well, yeah, the one that got – they almost – what was that? It was Clemson, right? Uh, Indi- uh, Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's yeah. on a heater right now. <laughs> yeah, they are. Indiana. Indiana Ohio State are in the east with us. Yeah, because we're playing them. Good and then who, who's going to – I Produce feel bad for 2 0, but they had the week off because of Wisconsin. Wisconsin, man. Wisconsin that one might never game, play like, again. Wisconsin, <laughs> no, they already said they're playing this week. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they're playing uh, up, that so one, now that we'll have three weeks off for, for Rona. That one quarterback that was basically perfect got COVID yeah. and played for a month. They that, they were talking about canceling the whole season. Right. Well, yeah, that school was kind of like, hey, half our team has it. Right. We don't want to do Our quarterback that. can't play. Let's go. We're canceling the season. 
Yeah, because yeah. that was actually one of the top-ranked quarterbacks. They thought that he was going to come out, not this year, next year. Right. And fight to be one of the top drafted quarterbacks next season. Here you go, Jets. You're up three with seven minutes left in the third. I think you have a touchdown. Now when you just need a, a Joe Flacco pick six. I really like the Jets. A lot of people don't like these uniforms. I really like I I, I like the shiny helmet, green helmet. I like this this helmet logo better than, than the circular jet thing. I like the word jets better. And these jerseys are nice. I don't know why people don't like them. I'm telling you now, the only thing I want out of the Giants is one game next year in the in the nineties blue. Can Steve Cohen bring bring back the black jerseys, please? Oh, uh, he he was talked about that. Twitter imagine he walks up to the podium wearing the black jersey. Wearing a black jersey. <laughs> Did you know he has the Buckner Bowl? No, I had no idea. He yeah, he said it on Twitter yesterday that or the other day that he somebody. What about like, his wife's dad, dad not missing a game? So this is funny. Somebody said it like so. His wife's dad hasn't missed a game in twenty years. His wife loves the Mets. He just bought his wife the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> he bought his wife a, a championship for Valentine's Day. That's he what he really, did. He really this did. Man is out of his mind. <laughs> you imagine being like, "Oh, so what do you want? Oh, you want the Mets? Okay, here you go. Here, here's my checkbook. Go figure it out. You want a champion? When's, when's her birthday? That's when I still have. Play. And I still I have need to find out when her birthday is. And I still have uh, fourteen billion in the bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it said, I know like this is the way teams work, but they said he's wiring over to two point four seven billion dollars. How does that, how do you do that? Banks will never in our wildest dreams touch in our lifetime. Can I you imagine like, like you called your bank and be like, hey, I'm about to wire 2.4 billion. Like, yeah, I need to wire 2.7 billion. Oh, wait. Okay, let me just sell Apple first. Okay, wait. There you go. <laughs> right. It's the, the money. I, I'm, I'm like, really interested. I'm really interested to see what they do. Like, You know, uh, like, it was funny. I forgot when it was. Vin, I think I brought it up to you. Mm, probably. It was probably like this about a year ago when they were talking about like the lease that they pay the city and how the oh, Yankees yeah, yeah, always pay behind. it in full like in one day and the Mets have to do it in like four payments. The Mets pay it like on the, the <laughs> monthly things or whatever that you have to pay. And the Yankees always do it on like the year to date that it's due yeah. like in full. Like Steve Cohen's going to go up and be like, okay, here's the next four years. Right. Well, that's like people. People joke about the stupid things he should do. I literally think he should buy out Bobby Bonilla. That that would be if you're talking about PR wise. That's a huge thing. Yeah, I'm tired of that joke. Every done over. I feel like he's the type of guy though that would tweet out the picture of the check that he's sending Bobby Bonilla every year. Or the wire, like the confirmation of the wire, right? That he just sent to Bobby Bonilla. Like that's the type of guy this guy seems to be. He'll be like, like, oh, here's your 1.2. Just give Jake a raise. Like, just give him a check for $100 million. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Here you go. This is for pain and suffering. <laughs> you know, it's the funniest thing is, like, we're joking about $2.4 billion being wired to the Wilpons. 1.2 is, like, pocket change to this guy. So what does he care about Bobby Bonilla's contract? Right. I know. $1.2 million is, like, I'm he's not even going to I'm excited to see. I, I, we all, obviously, we all trust uh, Sandy. So... <laughs> It's yeah. gonna be interesting and to see. Stupid. Like he's not gonna do something outlandishly stupid. So, but we actually have him have money. Like Sandy's never. This had is the that first time in his life. And us, and it's <laughs> like, like, what is he gonna do? You know, it's funny. I was watching Moneyball the other day, and I was thinking about that. I'm like, huh. Now he gets to offer real players money. Yeah. <laughs> 
Joe Flacco's still dropping bombs in this game. Joe Flacco's playing well. It's really annoying. <laughs> I don't. I feel bad for Jeff. Fitz, I do. <laughs> Yo, how great is Trevor Lawrence going to look in Patriot blue? I, we talked about this before the season that he was going to. Belichick was going to figure out a way to get him. Even worse. How about Cowboy Silver? <laughs> I don't see that. Jerry it wouldn't probably, do it. Too many people are coming at Jerry to make sure Dak is back next year. That's very true, but I don't know. If you get Trevor Lawrence, I think they'll be okay with it. Yeah, I think so. They're like, all right, see, well, we don't, don't have to pay $100 billion anymore. I don't see it happening. <laughs> not, the Cowboys yeah, not, no, I don't see it happening either, but like, it would be Jerry Jones. They're like, they're like, all right, we don't have Dak, so let's just, all right, it sucks, but. Right. Well, if it was up to Jerry and he wanted him, then he would play the kid from last week and not the kid from yesterday anymore. Right. <laughs> oh, he would go get Cooper Rush again. Well, he is. He's on the practice squad. I know. I, I didn't realize I was talking to my dad. And I was like, why didn't they just play him? He's like, he wasn't on the team. Like, he went to another team. I was like, who wanted Cooper Rush? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was on uh, the Giants practice squad. Yeah, play. I had no idea he was in the Giants that practice That was because he knew it was the playbook. That's right. He doing. went with Garrett. That, that was what it it didn't click at the time, and he was like, we went with Garrett. Oh, yeah, okay. Perfect. Well, if you really want to put a guy who knows the playbook in, then you could just put um, the old Boise State quarterback. That's the offensive coordinator. He's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, Kellen Moore, let's go. <laughs> just put him out there. Remember, I think it was at your house when they put him into a game. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> and your dad was like, so what do we know about Kellen Moore? Like, he likes blue turf. He plays on blue turf. <laughs> and he's left-handed, which is weird. Right. Like, left-handed who drafts left-handed quarterbacks? I, apparently the only the Dolphins. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snapshots.com. So, if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project, contact SN Snapshots now. Alright, um, since we have it's a little bit slow down with the sporting sporting other than football going on, we figured we'd bring back a big pandemic topic that we've been doing. Ooh, Bon Jovi. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, we've been doing a top five top five uh, random top five. Top, uh, random top five list every episode. So the last episode we were going to, the last pre-pandemic episode before sports hit again, we were going to do the top five uh, animated movies of each of our choice. Um, so number five, number five for me, I think I'm going to go with uh, Shrek just for the pure, sh- uh, just the pure <laughs> funniness of Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers in a movie together being a duo and just uh, who was who was the uh, Cameron Diaz was Cameron Diaz, yeah. Cameron Diaz was the right. uh, love interest as uh, Fiona. Yeah. And then John Lithgow is uh, the other guy. I, I always loved that movie. I can watch that movie. I can't wait to show my son that movie kind of thing. Um, just, just And the, the other ones the, weren't bad. That was the good bad, thing. But the they weren't one, great, but yeah, the first one can't be top. Like the first one was perfect. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it it's just that would be number five for me. Vin. Oh, uh, number five for me is Monsters Inc. 
I I watched a lot of these, I guess, over quarantine, and obviously they're on Disney Plus. So I just started watching most of them. Monsters Inc. I, that's to me. I don't. It, it's a movie that's very quotable. All these movies are, are pretty quotable. But Billy you know, Chris if we had Lynch, those guys, we would have been able to save COVID a lot earlier. Exactly. Twenty three nineteen. <laughs> we could be been quoting that the whole time. <laughs> Billy Crystal and uh was it John Goodman is the uh Sully. I mean it's it's got the it's got the comedy, it's got the, the cuteness factor with the little kid. It's just it's an all around I'm I'm looking for I like my animated movies, even though, you know, on, on also the kids' side and the adult side. Shrek's almost more adult than anything. If you go back and watch it, it's very like there's a lot of pretty adult references. It's not like it's bad adult reference, like just like it's almost like it's an adult movie, you know what I'm saying? Right, hundred percent. Right, but yeah. So Monsters Inc. Number five. Okay, so number five, um, probably one that a lot of people have never seen is called Batman Year One. Um, it's actually the story before the story that the new Batman movie is going to be. So the main reason I love it is Brian Cranston is Jim Gordon in this. So, of course, just him in general is just an amazing actor. So, And now you give him a Jim Gordon. And it's basically like a Gotham from a Jim Gordon perspective type of movie. And him coming into Gotham's storyline. So it's more about him and more focused on him and the development of Batman. Okay? Which is going to turn into what the, the the movie that's coming out, the Robert Peterson, Patterson, whatever his name is, um, the Batman. This is going to be year quote-unquote year two of the comics which is the next segment from this movie and this is actually a really great movie it's actually on hbo max so if you guys have it i do recommend it okay all right um my number four is also a superhero movie um it's uh into the spider-verse um the movie got a lot of award buzz it was just perfectly well done of like what if the world was like different dimensions of spider-man and it was just nicely well done it was a very good good feel good movie about spider-man so you really can't go wrong with that uh, are they making a second one of it i forget they're working they're in talks about it but now that right. they're both going into there's a lot of it's a right. lot it's a lot difficult because they wanted to do the storyline basically that they're going to do in the new tom holland movie Right. Ideally, the, but more the towards Tom the... Holland's one is going to be a Spider Verse, is what they're saying. Right, right. Like they're Doctor Strange and all that stuff. So it's kind of like yeah. they wanted to do the cartoon one, but now it's like. I think they will it. though, because technically it's a it's a Fox only, and it's also a different story. But the thing so is, is that right. they want to bring in Toby and they want to bring in the other guys. So it's got to have to be like one of those contract yeah. things. There'll probably be another. There will be another one. It's just a matter of can they get the story and what they want to do with it. Right. Uh, my number four is Shrek. Um, like we said before, just uh, that's definitely one of those we talk about that you put it. You know, you could put it on any time, or if it's on, I have to put it on, even if it's just on in the background. Um, hits all the the notes for just a great comedy in general that just happens to be animated for me. All right. Uh, number four is a shout out to my goddaughter for making me watch it eight billion times. And no, it is not Frozen, which is an honorable mention. Ooh. It's uh, Moana. 
Moana. Oh, Moana's great. I still have not seen Moana. Moana some, so there, I'm waiting to I'm waiting to bust it out when the time's right. I yeah. was very anti watching it with her until I watched like during COVID. I saw The Rock post something on Instagram about how he has a rap in it, and it yeah, and it goes along with the exact time you're supposed to wash your hands, and he's just singing it to the baby, and I'm just like, okay, now I have to watch the movie. And I so called good. her and I was like, I'm going to watch Moana. And I got yelled at that I wasn't allowed to without her. <laughs> so now we always watch it whenever I'm with her. She's always like, we have to watch Moana. I'm like, no, we don't. We watched it 8 billion times already. But it's like such a good movie that it's like, so all right, good. you win, kid. Great. Great movie. That's a good one. All right. So before I get to the final two, that will be, that will be Disney. Oh, no. Sorry. Three. I lied. I said the final three will all be Disney movies. Okay, um, so I'm gonna go with Aladdin as number three. Um, the reason why I go with Aladdin, there's so many good memories. Other than, other than obviously being a good movie, um, it was my first the non Game Boy console game for Sega, Sega Genesis. Yes. yes, I had that game um, too. So yo, that, that, that was game I big, played at the arcade with the apples and stuff. Yes. Yeah. The, so that was always a big thing for me. I I did like the movie was great. I loved the movie, and I and I remember going to see it in the movie theater. So like, it was just a generic like feel good, like Disney movie growing up as a kid. So, uh, uh Aladdin number three for me. Uh, my number three, I'm just kind of following Danny here is Spider Verse. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we talked about it. It's incredibly good. It's one of my favorite just superhero movies in general. But um, the the music and the animation, everything is awesome in it. So, yeah, Spider-Verse. Oh, shit, Cam. Okay. Uh, so my number three is actually Monsters, Inc. Um, again, like you, like you guys said, uh, just a classic, you know. I saw the next one, but it wasn't as good. I'm just happy they fine. stopped at it. It was yeah, okay. Fine. The university one, you know, when yeah, they're in college. Crazy. It was like a prequel type of movie. Yeah. Um, but again, just, you know, I've always loved Billy Crystal. So when I see his name right away, and John Goodman too, right. like even both of them, like, you know, I love watching their stuff. So Monsters, Inc. is number three for me. Okay, um, number two. This is the tough one. It's the, they're like 1A and 1B. So which one do I want to go with first? All right, I'm going to go with Toy Story number two <laughs> because the reason why it's number two is a pretty cool reason. So um, I think Toy Story number two is just who doesn't love Toy Story? Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, and all the other stars that were, were came to make this story. And that was the Disney movie growing up at the perfect age for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it can't go wrong with Toy Story. Everybody knows the movie. Everybody knows the storylines. The first one, it was absolutely perfect. So that's my number two. Uh, my number two is the other half of, I, th- I think, what you're going to say. My number two is The Lion King. Um, right. It's... I'm actually, it's a movie, I guess, not maybe appreciated better, 
as an adult, but the music is just so good. Obviously, Elton right. John doing the thing. The music, music just being so good is the main reason why, you know, I like it so much. Right. Um, but yeah, just a obviously classic. So I actually have it at number two as well. Um, okay. Like Danny said earlier about Aladdin, Lion King was actually like the first one I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, well, actually, Beauty and the Beast is really the first one I remember right. seeing. But Lion King's the first one I really like, enjoyed, and loved. Like Beauty and the Beast, of course, get an honorable mention. But like Lion King was that first one I got like involved in, like dancing and hanging out. And I was like Simba for Halloween one year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, that's why it's number two for me. Right. All right. My number one is uh, Lion King. I would say, I think, I think why it's number one for me is because obviously for the reasons you guys both mentioned, but the reason why it's number one for me is because obviously I saw it at Broadway. I, we've seen all the other ones. Um, but the reason why it's number one for me, cause I remember going as a kid for whatever reason, I don't know why they did this because they don't do it anymore. But I actually saw the movie at Radio City Music Hall. Really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, my mom, my, ma- my parents got us all the tickets for. It was like some sort of screening. I don't know how they possibly did it, but we were able to see the full movie at Radio City Music Hall. So. Just that memory alone, being able, being at Radio City, seeing the movie for the first time there was just really cool. Obviously, now you don't, you're not going to Radio City to see movies, so that will be a memory that I'll always have. And and the play was arguably one of the better plays I've ever seen. The just everything that they brought to life was pretty cool. Especially with them all being animals and stuff. We so, saw that for uh, Melissa's 10th birthday. And we went to Jekyll and Hyde after for dinner. Yeah. That's one I, I haven't seen. I really want to see that play when, I don't know, when things open up, if it's still on. Yeah, I would I would definitely go with someone to, I would definitely recommend it if you haven't go see it yet. Yeah. And you like Broadway. That, that would be on the list of must-walk, the must-sees on my li- must-see list. So... What about who is your number uh, one? My number one is just uh, is Toy Story. Um, I the reason being is I very uh, I guess fondly remember it's I guess it's a funny story. I guess I I was too impatient to rewind the whole movie, so I basically just watched like the last half hour of Toy Story because I didn't want to wait for the tape to rewind the whole way. So it was basically just the car chase scene on or roughly like the whole day but like i like burnt that tape out watching that as a kid and it's just obviously the first pixar movie kind of started everything and it's uh but yeah those fond memories as a kid i had a you know obviously we all i had toys woody doll and, and buzz and all the other slinky old car things i think i had the car too yeah i mean i was obsessed with it so my my family you know I, that was like every Christmas gift was a Toy Story, and, thing. and McDonald's always right. did them right. as as Happy right. Meals, so it kind of like worked yeah, out yeah, as yeah. perfectly. Hundred um, percent. By the way, there's a spot on the field in MetLife that I think Belichick keeps throwing things at because the cornerback fell on the last touchdown pass in the same spot that that Newton just tripped over. 
Cam just fell. <laughs> yeah, the new field at MetLife is I mean, atrocious. We're trying to tank now, right? This is what's happening. Cam it was third fell. and one. You don't run on a, a play one. action oh, bootleg with Cam Newton on third and one. All right, cool. I'm getting it right now. Okay. Oy, hey. Okay. Oh, oh my but God. Danny, the Jets just put 12 guys in the field and gave the first down back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're doing it. has to be on purpose. It's like the the fumble yesterday on the Washington oh, that football was, team's uh, it was first lot, offensive drive. It was a lot better that once they showed the replay that Logan Thomas was like, it was he stepped too far and it was a weird angle. He couldn't. Right. It like he tried to like, he was just gonna get it and then he just kicked right. it. But it was like a weird oh, no, angle was, for him. That was hysterical. Yes, it, it certainly was. I have no idea. Okay, so anyway, my number one is Spider-Man into the universe, into the multiverse. I just love the way they put that whole movie together with the different version of a Spider-Man that nobody's ever seen, except for like the comic books and things like that, with the Morales side of things and that other Spider-Man. And honestly, I wish Marvel would kind of be like, "Why haven't we done this story yet?" type of thing. So. Uh, Disney will buy it sooner or later. Right. I think they will get it sooner or later, especially after how great the cartoon did. And I can see, like, I think Tom Holland's got, like, maybe one more under contract, I think it is. So maybe they look to go in that direction into a new one. Or maybe even at the end of this one, they kind of, like, you know, considering they're opening up this multiverse, maybe they throw it in, a twist in there where we get that, get that into the storyline with Tom Holland. Who knows? Um, but again, yeah, that was just like, I think I watched it maybe two dozen times during quarantine. Like, it would just be right. like, all right, I'm looking for something on Netflix to watch before bed, and it's on. And I see it, and I just click. It's an easy click to just watch. So, yeah. But, like, honorable mention is, like, Toy Story, Shrek, you know, Aladdin, right. Beauty and the Beast, you know, Frozen, of course. Not right. Frozen 2. I liked Frozen 2, but Frozen 1 was a lot better. And I also, honorable mention for me is uh, Monsters, Inc. and Coco and all those other good Pixar movies. And also, an honorable mention that movie that we didn't talk about, but very clutch for our childhood, like comedy-wise, was the, for if you like the show, uh, the South Park movie was fantastic. And you're like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now kind of movie. And like, if my parents know that I'm watching this, I'm going to be in deep trouble, especially right. from my mom, not my dad. My dad will laugh at it with me kind of thing. But, but yeah, I felt like a badass watching that movie. <laughs> there, I wanted to say one more thing on uh, Spider-Verse because we were talking about Miles stuff. Um, in, in Homecoming, in the first Spider-Man movie, um, Donald Glover is in it. He's, uh, if you remember. Yes. He he webs his hand to the thing and he gets intel from him because he was buying. Not in Homecoming. Yeah, the first one, Homecoming. Yeah. Right in, in Homecoming. That is Prowler. He's that that, that character's name is Aaron Davis because he's if they I think they show his license and it says the guy's name and then he says to Tom Holland, "I got a nephew who lives in this neighborhood. I don't want him finding these guns and stuff." So they they already have like hinted that Miles is around basically. Right, so they, they gave him an rights to that character. It's already the 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 bull's already rolled. Right, right, right. They already figured out the uncle and the thing and the right. Exactly. They already they already started that process. 
Right, because his uncle's trying to buy the stuff. Correct. Which is going to turn into him becoming the bad guy that he does in the... Correct. And then Miles. Which is also in the video game, by the way. There was a new trailer today, which is why I brought it up to you. Which comes out Friday. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll probably get it. Because I'm sick. Fucking... This is a really Are you guys getting a PS5 when it comes out? No. (laughs) I don't have it pre-ordered, but maybe I'll get it later in the year. I'll probably get it. Like I'm going to wait to see what I get for Hanukkah. I've been playing NHL, and they have some kind of glitch in the game where if you Shocking. try to make a you you try to make a line change in franchise mode, when you go to click substitute player, you're frozen on the screen. You can't do anything. Um, and it's like, you I can't, well, at least I'm mine. I can't you make can. a trade. I can't do anything. Oh, I'm I don't doing fine. I'm NHL, did, you, did it come with uh, NHL '94 with the new guys? I don't know. I not... just I found it in the store and just downloaded it for free. I think I I bought it with the pre-order. It I was pre-ordered a mode it. that they put back in, but it's not like NHL '94 with updated rosters. It's the game itself, but the ice is blue and you're kind of moving fast. It's well, not. It's like the same controls as NHL '94. Right. It's not pixelated gotcha. NHL '94. It's just it looks like sort of NHL '94. Got it. But it's dumb. Like that's honestly. It's the dumbest. If, if it was the, the pixelated version, it might be at least fun. Right. It's the dumbest mode they've ever created. It's a waste of time. Right. They're trying. They're, EA Sports have gone downhill. Big time. And they just signed and they just extended their exclusive rights deal with the NHL, too. So it's not going anywhere. Well, none of the games are going to get anywhere from them because they have all of them. They have all the games. Right. 2K right. makes the best sports game. And actually. NBA FIFA 2K has been nothing but a disaster the past couple of years. I don't know. FIFA is widely considered the best game. I don't know why they can't. It's considered it. the best game every year, but it's actually like I the know. most glitchiest game every year. I don't know. I can't. I can't well, you got to think about it. The whole world is like playing, like loves that game, like how America loves Madden. So yeah, I, I think that's true too. that has to do with everything. But it's like I've never been able to like even shoot in FIFA. It's weird. I don't know. Anyway. I think we've gone on. Bring we're, back we're getting, college football, and we'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. We're getting into Joe Rogan territory here. Um, anything else, boys? No. Go Giants! Surprise that the world, is. and we'll yeah. see you next week. We'll see you guys next week. We're working on something very special for next week, um, so stay tuned. Yeah.